Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of AUSU Open Mic. Uh, we've got some really cool special guests today. Megan Sullivan and Mary Ann Parker from the Athabasca University Graduate Student Association. You're like, you guys are like our like our brothers and our, our sisters over at Oxa. <laughs> yeah. Say hi, say hi, you guys. Hi. Marianne, let's start with you. We're going to do a quick little intro for these two and kind of uh, introduce them to the podcast. And we're really grateful that you're able to join us today. Marianne Parker, you're the president. Uh, tell us a little bit about what your role is and, and maybe what program you're in. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, it's lovely to be here. Thank you so much. Yes, I am the president of OXAS, we like to familiarly call it. Uh, not an acronym to add to your lexicon. Uh I have been with Austin now for three years. So I started out as a council representative for the Faculty of Humanities and Social Sciences. Okay. Because I am in the Maze program, uh, which is a Master of Arts in Interdisciplinary Studies. So went on to be VP External, where I focused on external advocacy, largely to the provincial government. Uh, and also now just on my third year as president. So still in the same faculty, but seeing the light at the end of the tunnel because I'm in the project stage of my master's. So really excited about that. But also very honored to be continuing the work with OGSA in our advocacy, our internal to AU uh, participation on committees and making sure that that student voice and graduate student voice gets heard. So lovely to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And congratulations. I mean, obviously... You've been around for a little while, and um, <laughs> you know anybody who's ever worked within the student governance world. There's a real benefit when you can have student leaders that are around for more than a year or two. And uh, by the sounds of it, you're you're definitely leaving your mark over with the graduates association. Thanks. I hope so. And we've also today got Megan Sullivan. Uh, Megan, say hi. Uh, you're the executive director and uh, a veteran now that you've been around for a couple months. Yes, thank you. Hello, my name is Megan. Uh, I am the executive director. I'm the only full-time staff member of uh, OGSA, uh, but I've been with OGSA for a couple of years now, three years. This is my third year, possibly. Um, I was formerly a student at Athabasca University, and I've completed my MBA, actually, earlier this year. So, yes, I'm very Congrats. happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I shouldn't I shouldn't omit those the time served as a student leader. So uh, we'll maybe get to the time served as your as the executive director, but I'll let you continue. Obviously, uh, uh, as a graduate, you definitely come with a very unique perspective, uh, uh, providing some leadership to OGSA. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did my MBA through Athabasca University. And so I, I have that student perspective and I was able to take on some student leadership roles with OGSA during uh, uh, my MBA program. Um, and now, you know, being hired on as a, the, the only full-time staff member with OGSA, uh, I can certainly relate and understand uh, the student perspective and, and the needs that the graduate students have at Athabasca University. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's, you know, part of that uniqueness, the fact that you've got that experience under your belt and, and then moving into the executive director role. Yeah, it just seemed like such a great fit. How has it been for the first couple months? Has it been a whirlwind? 
<laughs> uh, it's certainly been a whirlwind. Um, our prior executive director, Ross Tyson, uh, was just someone wonderful to have on staff. So while it was it was very sad to see him go, I'm I'm also very happy to uh, take over and and move forward and build upon what he's developed at uh, at Augsa. So it certainly has been very busy trying to get up to speed at the same time as to continue to keep up in in just this ever changing uh, uh, environment of post-secondary education so yeah it's 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 been wonderful and it's been different every day yeah i can imagine and uh as the ed over at uh, ausu i can i can definitely share a few stories with you um well it's absolutely fantastic to have you guys with us and we're going to learn a little bit more about the au graduate students association and and some of the partnerships and things that we do throughout the year for students um maybe to begin with maybe just share with us a little bit about the general structure of OGSA and sort of the general makeup and how many students are involved with uh, the organization. Oh, fantastic. That's a great place to start. Well, we have um, our council, which is made up of about 13 faculty reps. We have three reps that come from the Faculty of Business, uh, and we currently have five reps from the Faculty of Health Disciplines, uh, or sorry, three with the Faculty of Health Disciplines and five with the Faculty of Humanity and Social Sciences and Education. Okay. And then we have two Faculty of Science and Technology reps. So there's 13 faculty reps representing uh, graduate students uh, across uh, graduate level education on our council. But then we also have four executives. Um, so we've got Marianne, who's on the call with us today. She is our president. Uh, then we also have a vice president of operations and finance. That would be Ashley Ravenscroft. Uh, we have a vice president externals, which would be Chris Vincent. So she deals with a lot of the advocacy at the provincial and federal level. And then we also have Judd Asoyev, who is our vice president academics. So he does a lot of representation internally at the university, um, whether it's helping students, um, uh, supporting them in any way, whether it be navigating the online you know, our organization and helping them get to whoever they need to speak to or just representing students uh, in different committees and council capacities. So um, that will be the structure. And then, of course, I report to both executive and council uh, and support them in any way possible. I'm the only full time staff member, um, but we do have a couple of part time uh, employees. We just hired a communications coordinator this past year, Bob Cole. Nice. Uh, we have a yeah, it, that's a, a huge step forward for us. And we have a conference coordinator who helps us out with the conference each year. And we are at the final stages of hiring a bookkeeper just uh, in the next couple of days or so. So we're expanding a little bit to be able to support our executive and council a little bit more uh, from the from the staff perspective. So that, that would be, I guess, our structure uh, as a whole. Amazing. Um, you know, Marianne, I, I can't help but think that, you know, as the president over the last number of years in the participation that you've had within that students association structure, you know, Megan was just talking about this growth. What has it been looking like for you sort of seeing OGSA grow throughout that time? Well, I know, and this may, I'm, this may be other people's experience as well. I, I know that when I first started ask about it took me a while to figure out what OGSA was and, 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 and yet when I did, it opened up a whole world of, of advocacy and involvement in the university environment itself. So I think the first time I came into Augsa, it was, it was basically as a council member and just kind of going, wow, you know, these people are know an awful lot and know a lot of the inner workings of the university that I'm not even aware of. Um, and as I participated with, with Augsa throughout the next two years in different roles, it really is a challenge, I find, 
to uh, truly just demonstrate how how much we're involved in and, and how much we actually sort of, I, I want to say the word infiltrate, but that sounds terribly like spy-like, like, you know, going in and, but we're not. <laughs> we, we are collaborating with with many different departments and, and many yeah, yeah. different levels of, um, of AU. And, you know, shout out to a lot of them who are insistent that the student voice be at the table. So I think for me, the growth of OXA has been simply because we're becoming to be seen as that, um, student voice as that sort of student advocacy voice, which is fantastic. It's just you know having to find enough people and and interest in and so on to fill in those gaps on on all of the the projects that could be done. Frankly, it's it's trying to pare down that to do list. Right, the growth is exploding because I think there's a need. And that's both a positive and a negative thing. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, speaking on behalf of uh, uh, AUSU, I know that even from our perspective, it it kind of feels like uh, the growth of AU has really mirrored uh, the growth that we have had. And I know you guys are experiencing that as well. So in a way, the two students associations uh, that are within AU are are kind of seeing that growth at the university is. And uh, it's an exciting time to be at AU. There's a Mm -hmm. lot happening. I think over the next uh, year, I'm going to say even 18 months or so with the integrated learning environment coming in and a lot of efficiencies coming in and uh, upgrades and you name it to technology. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's obviously great to hear that you guys are experiencing that growth and um, maturing along with the university that you uh, that you serve as well. You know, we were t- we were just talking about COVID and, you know, on previous podcasts, we've we've had many conversations that. You know, the Athabasca University Students Union, we are constantly working towards meeting these ever-changing needs. And man, has COVID-19 ever hit us hard. And, you know, we're, we're trying to balance a lot of those things and, and, and keep up with some of the uncertainty and keep up with the changes. From your guys' perspective, and again, looking specifically at the Graduate Association, what are some things that have maybe been difficult or, or that you're maybe hearing from your student membership that COVID has hit us in this specific way or this unique way that is, you know, something that stood out to you? I'll jump in quickly because there's sort of two branches and then maybe Megan can add to to one of the branches or whatever she sees, but there's there's the effect of COVID on the you know individual students, uh, and then there's the effect on COVID on our ability to advocate for them, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so to start with the students, which is where I always like to go, is that I think this on those that have, especially on the graduate sense, had a full time job, parenting, uh, and their studies, and trying to juggle everything in this new online working at home. It, it has been incredibly stressful yeah exactly uh, also, yeah you know like it's, it's it's hitting every single connect interconnectedness part of, of of our culture right and that has also meant that there's financial instability there's uh emotional instability that you know you name it so there's a reason why there's probably going to be research funds coming out for this like for the next de- few decades but for oxa what i see is that um you know, one of our strengths is that we had already got the structure of being online and meeting. So we had our council meetings and we had our executive meetings. And yes, we had to pivot a lot of our um, initial uh, onboarding and transition online, which made it, it makes it a little challenging to get to know the cohort that you're working with. But the structure was there. I, I think where I see myself and the executive um, 
signing and working a little bit harder is to get that voice out of OGSA and into places like the post-secondary uh, government ministries and the advocacy partnerships mm-hmm. and so on. And we're doing it, but it definitely has required a creative flip. So now I'll let Megan jump in. Yeah. You know, Megan, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, it's certainly not business as usual at AU. Is, is there anything that has changed even from, from your perspective as a staff member at OGSA that, you know, we're, we're needing to address certain needs or certain things have changed uh, during the last five months? Yeah, a couple, I, I guess two primary, uh, as far as OGSA services go, is um, we certainly did a bit of a change around with making sure that we could enhance our, our awards, um, awards bursaries uh, mm-hmm. with the COVID-19 response. So um, we did see an increase in uh, need for bursaries from students. So we made sure that we um, focused some resources and efforts into uh, delivering more on that end as well as we offer um, the Graduate Student Research Conference each year annually in the, the fall timeframe. And this is typically a conference that we plan all year round and it's delivered typically in Edmonton. Um, and this year it's October 16th and 17th. But we ended up having to cancel that in-person uh, conference just due to all the travel restrictions and, and everything that's going on with COVID, as you can understand. But we've we've flipped it around and we're, we're trying something new that it's been done in the past years ago, but we're trying something new this year, and that's delivering that conference online as a result to COVID-19. And and so far, it's looking like it's going to be even more successful than ever. Uh, we already have uh, so many abstracts. I, I can't remember. It's excess of 30 or 40 abstracts and posters. Oh, nice. Um, but also... I know. So, so, and we're trying to, we're looking at different creative ways to make it interesting and deliver value. And, and the, the, the basic bottom line is, is that part of uh, our existence as OGSA is to enhance the graduate student experience. And that conference is part of that, giving students a chance to showcase their planned or ongoing and research that, um, that they've either recently completed or, or are currently working on. And um, so, if there are any other students out there, we're still uh, accepting uh, abstracts. But um, yeah, we, we actually opened it. And one of those uh, collaboration things with AUSU is we've opened yeah. it to undergraduate students this year. So and that's new. That's not something that we've done before. Nice. Yeah, that's a perfect segue because, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about partnerships between uh, both the Graduate Students Association and the Undergraduate Student Union. AU Graduate Research Conference was a was such a great example of that. What can undergraduate students expect from that? What do they need to do? How do they get involved? How can they throw us a website? Where can they get more information on that uh, that research conference? Yeah, if they wanted to just Google Athabasca University Graduate Student Research Conference, it's the first link that will come up. Otherwise, it's augradconference.athabascau.ca. All the information is there, the opportunity to register. This year, the conference is free. Uh, That's another thing that we've done. We usually charge uh, a fee for attending, uh, and it typically comes with a lot of benefits, uh, the in-person anyway, like we would have like a professional photographer on site providing headshots and things like that but yeah. given it's on an it's in a virtual context this year so we 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 are still continually looking for additional ways to enhance the conference uh to make sure that we can meet the students where they are but um all that information will be up on that website if they wanted to pop that into google fantastic you know what we've always loved the relationship that we've got with you guys um it goes without saying you know one of the things that we're very proud about is 
uh, when we're in those internal conversations with AU, uh, whether it's on committees within the faculties, uh, with senior administration, it's important for us to be an amazing resource for the university. And for us to be able to do that, uh, there's a lot of things that we have to maintain, ensure that we can represent that student voice the best we can when we are at the table uh, with some of those decision making. Um, Marianne, when you when you're thinking about some of the work that you're doing as the president of OGSA, that whole concept of you know the students' associations having that united front. Natasha and I were in a meeting this morning uh, on a committee of um, that's discussing assessment, and we're both really thrilled to be there and I I always look forward to seeing her uh, you know or she looks forward to seeing my initials it's yeah yeah. they really there's sometimes when we pinch it for each other we're like okay I can't make that meeting can you go in and it's it's so amazing yeah yeah to know that I've got people on my side and that I can do the same for them so you know if with CASA for example uh, the Canadian Alliance of Students Associations you know, we're both there, where there is a grad student association and we're there as the undergrad. And, you know, it's a week-long intensive meetings at times. And we're all there to help each other out. So I've been speaking on behalf of undergraduates at times when I've absolutely needed to. So I really see that the relationship between the two key. And, and we do work together on specific projects. And we just work separately because it is a different experience, right? But it's it's really lovely to see them. At the table. Yeah, and I think, you know, the students of AU uh, on both sides of the graduate or undergraduate, uh, I think they can be very proud of the work that the student leaders are doing. I think there's a uh, there's a sincere passion to see improvements and leave the place better than the way we found it. And I know that for our executives that have uh, that are continually working together, uh, and as well as the UGSA executives and staff that are working towards that same goal, if you will, you know, what we do is it, it matters to students. And I know that we're, we're very much like an iceberg in many ways where kind of what you see on top is the, you know, the graduate research conferences and you see the advocacy and, you know, the website and stuff, but there's so much that's happening down below. And I, I love the fact that you kind of brought forward an example of, you know, sitting in that committee meeting together and, and being able to bounce ideas. Cause I think at the end of the day, you know, we're all students and there's a similar experience. And although we recognize that there's a lot of uniqueness that comes with the graduate educational experience versus an undergraduate educational experience, this AU experience is unique. And there's so many similarities uh, to being an online distance student that that I think our student leaders can benefit from. So I I really appreciate that example that you brought forward. Um, Moving on, I I guess I wanted to kind of get your guys' take on opportunities that grad studies can present to AU students. And and what I'm thinking about here are, you know, undergraduate students that are thinking about moving on to maybe take on their master's uh, or eventually their PhD. Maybe uh, we'll start with Megan and then go to Marianne. Like, uh, what was that experience like for you and uh, sort of the opportunity to move on and, and finish your master's at AU? What was that like? And um, I'm, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear what your experience was like. Yeah. So before I talk about my personal, I'm going to try to uh, plug the conference in again here. It is open to undergraduate students to attend this year. So if we do have any AU undergraduate students that are interested to see what does graduate level education look like? What are students working on? Yeah, This would be the perfect opportunity for them to come 
attend, see what's going on. Again, the conference is free. They can pop in and out uh, as they so please. Um, yeah, so uh, if, if we do have any undergraduate students thinking about graduate education, that would be a really good place to, to, to check things out. Um, for me personally, um, I've lived a pretty transient lifestyle. So taking my MBA through Athabasca University was just, it just made sense. Um, I was living in, uh, in the United States when I originally um, started putting my application together. Then I moved to northern Alberta, where I um, began the program, and then I moved down to southern Alberta, where I finished the program. And in the midst of that traveling around across the country, and even uh, at one point, my MBA took me around the world to uh, to Singapore. So oh, I wow. was able to do my MBA literally around the world. Um, and so for that reason, and um, even balancing a family on top of that, um, the MBA and AU as a whole, graduate level education at AU, made sense for me. Um, and so that's an opportunity if, if there's undergraduate students out there like myself who may be balancing a full-time job, maybe they have a family, maybe they have a very transient uh, role that they work with their employer, maybe they're traveling around, you can still get your studies done uh, while attending uh, AU. And so I think that's a, one of the primary opportunities that's presented to, uh, to undergrads if they're considering graduate level education. Yeah, thanks for that, Meg. Um, and Marianne, what are, what opportunities have you seen, and uh, sort of what has that experience been like for you? I, I again, I never know where to start with this question. I have, I took my undergraduate, I finished my undergraduate degree when I was twenty one, and I started my graduate degree when I was forty five. Um, so I think, if anything, I want to say to, to undergraduates is that the one thing about Athabasca learners, I think they're usually uh, not your typical undergraduate nor graduate student. We pick Athabasca for a variety of reasons, flexibility being one of them. And I do know that graduate, grad school can seem daunting. It can seem really, really daunting. It took me over 20 years to take it on. But I, I so recommend it, you know, especially if there was something in an undergraduate program that really, really interested you. Because what graduate studies does is it focuses you even more. Uh, so you get to dive into more depth into some of these these subjects. And, and yes, you know, it is rigorous and it is academically challenging, but it, it's so enriching. And because, especially Athabasca undergraduates, because you've already got it under your belt that, that you're an online learner and you can handle the, you know, the environment and you can get yourself motivated. To me, you're mm, 70% of the way there. So I really, you know, think, encourage you to, that we have a grad lounge that's uh, on the Faculty of Graduate Studies website. There's a link and it's, uh, you know, just click it. It's one from 1 till 2 p.m. every Friday for grads meet and we discuss a variety of topics. Uh, that's the place where any undergraduate is more than welcome to stop by and just listen in and get a, a feel for what grad studies is like. There's the research conference that Megan's talked about. It is free. Please consider registering and just coming and visiting and being a fly on the wall and, and getting inspired. And of course, there's the Faculty of Graduate Studies website itself, which has a lot of really interesting information but again you know looking at how long it took me um there are people older than me doing their masters and phds and there are people much younger than me doing their masters and phds so there really shouldn't you know there will be things to hold you back but i just feel like saying anybody who's listening if you're considering it just do it it's amazing 
Yeah, that's great. And I love that advice, which is maybe a perfect segue. You guys don't know that I was going to ask his question, but I'm just wondering on this thread, um, for anybody who's considering uh, moving on to graduate studies, specifically for AU students, uh, do you have any tips or any advice that stands out, uh, whether from uh, an OGSA perspective or even your own personal perspective of you know, some tips or advice that you might have for undergrads that are considering it. Megan, do you want to start? I'm, I'm totally throwing you under the bus by throwing you first. Oh. Too, <laughs> yeah, you go okay. first, Megan. <laughs> you know, I wish uh, when I started as a graduate student, what do I wish I knew? Well, I wish I knew about OGSA uh, because I could have reached out to a faculty rep and looked for advice um, or reach out to a fellow student. Um, and, and you can certainly get access to fellow students by reaching out to OGSA. But I also wish that I knew about the services and things like that that were available to me, the different awards and bursaries and, yeah. and the conference yeah. itself. I mean, I found out about these things organically as I went through my program, but nearing the end of my program. And so, yeah, I guess um, knowing more and you can, you can learn a lot about graduate studies if you reach out to your fellow um graduate association and just chat to a fellow student because these are the individuals that know oodles and oodles about the university and the programs and the faculties and and most likely they'll have an answer or they'll they'll enlighten you or maybe they don't have the answer but they will know who to reach out to nice yeah i love that uh marianne uh, what about you i would advise try not to be shy try to look for people who are doing the same things that you're interested in so taking advantage of the conferences, the workshops, the library sessions that are online, uh, any of the meeting places. The hub has an amazing amount of information on it. Uh, look for people who are, yeah, look for things that you're interested in and take it from there. And if it's as simple as an email, please don't hesitate in sending an email to anyone saying, I am interested in this. Do you know who I could talk to? Because it really is that simple. Uh, you know, even finding supervisors and all that super daunting stuff that people think is that, that when you get started that process and if you can just take a deep breath and, and send that first initial email, people really do want to help. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they're unable to find you the right information right off the bat, but keep trying, right? Because And find the informal ways, the formal ways. And uh, it really, it just takes a little bit of, of exploring, really, on, on the websites because sometimes it's, it takes a bit. There's a lot of information out there. Um, so it's your own learning style plus your own personality, I guess. But just send that email. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, we're going to kind of move into this other area around new projects that you guys have on the go. Uh, Megan, maybe I'll come back to you and then uh, Marianne, you can fill in the gaps as well. But uh, we'd love to hear of any new projects that Augsa is working on and uh, what's on your to-do list. Yeah, I mean, well, right now. Maybe not the oh. whole to-do list. That might be that might be a whole other <laughs> episode. But any, any new projects that you've got on the go? Sure. Uh, well, we're at the beginning stages of just doing maybe information gathering at this point. And, and again, another example of collaborating, uh, potential collaborating with uh, the undergraduate association, but just information gathering on uh, expanding some services like health and dental. Uh, I know even as a result of the pandemic, um, unemployment rates and things like that have gone up. And and uh, so we're looking for ways to deliver more value to the graduate students. And this might be one of those uh this might be an avenue that um, we're going to go down, um, but also I know Marianne can speak to uh, working on the Strategic Planning Committee, working on a survey right now and sort of surveying the membership to determine um, what their perspectives are. And Marianne, if you wanted to 
to speak to that? Yeah, every year Oxus sends out a survey uh, to the student body asking what the prevalent concerns are and needs and so on. Then we analyze that data and it very much becomes part of our strategic planning basis. You know, uh, not that it's just data, but we also get qualitative responses. And this year the strategic planning wants to do some focus groups. So when I mentioned that to the AUSU as well, it was like, yes, let's do that. So we're also going to do that as a joint project, I think. Although I hope uh, Natasha and Stacey and Monique aren't rolling their eyes that I've thrown them under the bus now. <laughs> they would um, never do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a great idea to just sort of have those informal conversations, kind of like what we're having here, and talk about what the challenges are. So there's those two. We, we are working together also on um, uh, a special sort of package for those that are complicating this year, given that this is a, has been really rather a strange environment to complicate in. And I know that, that when I first started grad studies, there was always this image of being able to walk across the stage or getting the sense of completion. But unfortunately for this cohort has, has been taken away by a pesky virus. And so, yeah, that's we, right. uh, you know, we're really trying to respond to that. So stay tuned on that. So not only with these sort of tangible things like gifts, we're also working on ongoing um, exploration of how we can advocate creatively externally to the organization. So again, depending on the political climate, you know, you, you're always finding that your advocacy changes from year to year. Uh, the provincial government has their 2030 plan going, and so we are with our uh, ABG pack. So ongoing advocacy, advocacy with the um, Graduate Provincial Advisory Council, which is made up of U of C uh, graduate students, U of A, uh, Concordia, and ourselves, we are constantly looking for ways of creatively working with not only the government but industry and other stakeholders to try and get the student voice at the table at all times. And I am I'm proud to say that we are seen as a valued partner in a lot of senses. And I, you know, I really do appreciate that ongoing collaboration. You know, everybody is trying to find a way to make this work, right? So it's important that we are at that table. So there are the the other small projects. Like sometimes it's just a matter of cleaning up your own. Uh, shop and working on your own bylaws and policies and making those making sure those are tip top. Yeah, yeah. So that's going on as well, right? So there, there's the visible, fun and important, tangible stuff, but there's also the ongoing business of running a student organization with the best practices and and you know that's why I'm, I'm thrilled Megan is able to make the transition into the role of ED because she brings the student perspective and now she can help us clean up some of the you know, some of the ongoing growing pain stuff that we have to deal with. So, yeah, that's that's what we're dealing with. You know what? I remember before I got into the student union world and I used to think to myself, oh, yeah, I knew what a what a fast paced work environment is. <laughs> and then I started working for student leaders. Then I really found out what a fast paced environment is and working within <laughs> a university. So I know exactly what you guys are, are going through and with the amount of growth that we're seeing, both at AU through enrollment, of course, we're having to respond to that growth uh, as student unions. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no question. There's no lack of things to do. My my to-do list doesn't get smaller very often. It just stays the same length and just changes. I'm sure you guys... I hear you. I'm sure you guys could, <laughs> you know, that would reflect yeah. your work life as well. But it sounds like you guys have an amazing um, rest of the year planned. Uh, if eventually as students are moving into graduate studies, or even if there are graduates uh, listening in on our podcast today, talk to us a little bit about how they get involved. Uh, what are your timelines around your elections? 
and and when people could uh, look at potentially nominating themselves to get involved with OGSA. Oh, that's perfect timing, actually, Jody. I just finished the elections planning just last week. Oh, sweet. Um, so our election, yeah, they, they take place February, March. Um, but uh, we start the process basically 1st of January. Um, so to watch the OGSA newsletter, to watch our website, um, and they'll see the uh, opening for nominations is essentially the last week of February. So it closes, nominations close February 26th uh, next year, so 2021. Um, so definitely, if folks want to get more involved in the student community uh, and be involved in the Graduate Student Association, it's a very rewarding experience and uh, it's definitely a way to enhance your graduate experience. Um, so yeah, check for that next February. Yeah, thanks for that. And they get to hang out with you two, and that can't be a bad mm-hmm. thing. So, I mean, like that's the perk that comes with getting involved with OXA, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it does become a community for sure. It does become a community. Yeah, that's right. Uh, especially like for me in the in the NACE program, I don't have a particularly defined cohort. So for me, it was it's been OXA, and it it's been wonderful. Well, I certainly have appreciated the chat, uh, learning more about OXA, some of the work that you guys are doing, and again. Uh, the partnerships that we have that are ongoing. Uh, we are stronger together. Uh, AU students benefit from our collaborations. Uh, I, I don't know what it would look like if we were like these mortal enemies of each other. And, and I'm glad that that's so <laughs> not the case. Uh, OGSA and AUSU, uh, we're, we're partners in crime. And, uh, and in some ways, uh, whether it's talking about the recent uh, um uh, tuition and fee conversations to, you know, collaborating on convocation efforts uh, to that, you know, general philosophy of that united student front. I, uh, I just know that we are better together and uh, come with a bigger punch if we were separate. So uh, it's great hearing all the work that you guys are doing. You know, obviously, if you're a graduate student listening in here today, you've got the grad survey coming up and uh, the potential of additional survey coming down uh, to Megan's point about the uh, the future of you know, what health and dental looks like uh, at AU for students. And of course, your uh, your weekly grad lounge, which I, by the way, I love this idea. And uh, it's such a cool branding of the of the whole concept of a grad lounge. So um, nicely done on whoever came up with that idea. And um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us today, uh, both of you, Megan and Marianne. Thank you for having us, Jody. Yeah, absolutely. It was a huge honor to be here. A lot of fun. Thanks. Well, make sure you can enjoy some uh, summer weather as things are wrapping up. And of course, we're leaning into September, which is just crazy to me. I can't believe we're already in uh, middle to the end of August here. So that's just crazy to think about that. But well, once again, thanks, Ogsa. Great having you with us today. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm your executive director here at AUSU. And uh, this has been another episode of AUSU Open Mic. Have a good one, everybody.